On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and I am so excited to welcome one of the plant-based telehealth doctors, Dr. Kim Shoyer. How are you today? I'm doing wonderfully. How are you? Good. And it's this is going to be an amazing podcast to learn all about you and your special, unique talents that I have yet to meet anyone who has, which is super exciting. And so let's talk, first of all, tell us about Dr. Kim and why she wanted to become a doctor. Where did this start? So I started wanting to become a doctor at a very young age. My father was a physician and I thought he did the coolest stuff. I love blood and guts and I love helping people. And so, and I love learning. So that's when I started, but I actually um, wanted to play before I became a doctor because I knew that would be the end of my line kind of thing. (laughs) So I went to college, I needed an easy A, I took American Sign Language and got my A, got fully involved with the deaf community for two years where I had only deaf friends and I got my master's in deaf education Then I wanted to play some more. So I went overseas to Sri Lanka in the Peace Corps uh, and was supposed to teach the deaf people their sign language, American sign language. And I went to the school with deaf kids and I didn't understand a word they were saying. Like they would be signing me like, you know, this is not a sign in American sign language. They was like, who, who are you? Where are you from? What's your name? And they would go, yeah, um, what's your name? And I'd be like, my name? Are you asking my name? And they're like, oh, your name. I'm like, no, I'm not named. I'm Kim. <laughs> <laughs> so but, just for those who are just listening, Kim is signing as where she's speaking, which is really cool to watch. But anyway, please sometimes. go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try not to do that too much because no, it's, it's, yeah. It's awesome. Um, but I love, um, I loved my life with the deaf community. I went to medical school in Rochester, New York, because they have a deaf community. And so I used my sign language there. I moved from there to California for um, residency and had a great residency at Ventura. Um, Used sign language there a little bit, used some Sinhala, which is the language from Sri Lanka there. And then I went to Aspen, Colorado um, and there I used my sign language at the deaf camp that they had there a long time ago. And so I, I was able to combine it a lot and I hope to do more, you know, with, um, with the video with telehealth right? because the deaf community needs, you know, needs to learn this information just the same as the hearing community. Absolutely. So, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. I just found, it's and, just fun watching you. It's like a, it's like a, it's like you're conducting words. It's just really cool to watch. Yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. I wish I remembered my Sri Lankan, my Sri Lankan sign language. It's very different. Um, you know, like it's cultural. It's everything like it's different. In in America, tree is tree, and you would think something that's one solid thing would be the same thing, but tree in Sri Lanka is gasa. So it's yeah. totally different. And uh, I love But you traveling. can see that though, but you can see where yeah. you see the tree with your hand basically on your elbows doing this versus yeah. the growing tree. Right. But you know, that's interesting because when you look at the study of language, just my very minimal amount of understanding, Indian words, I read the book, um, The Sweet Braid or Braid the, oh, 
it's here somewhere. Anyway, I, okay. it's it's a really interesting book. But they talk it was a, about Indian culture, and I have I have Indian heritage myself and my own family. Cool. I think that's where that strong draw line comes from. But anyway, there's <laughs> they they talk about the the language is flowing, right? So you wouldn't yeah. just say river, but it it speaks about like flowing waters. Yeah. So you know that kind of reminds me of like that motion of growth, yeah. um, a similar idea. Yeah. And I mean, so everything was very different there, like mother and father in American Sign Language, mother is down on the chin and father there is um, Amantata there. So it's completely different. That Well, the, you yeah, could see you this. This is the breast <laughs> this is formation. The and the mustache. Oh, how so fascinating. So, I mean, I would oh. get into trouble. All this. It was so much fun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, I, I, I can only imagine. Oh my gosh. So how long were you in the Peace Corps? Two years. It was amazing. And so I traveled around after that and um, went to Thailand, learned a little bit of Thai sign language, um, went to, you know, I, I've had so much fun because I was one of the few people who in the world who can do American sign language, Sri Lankan sign language, Singula and English. I also speak uh, Spanish too. But so um, I would be interpreting for one summer I was working in South America in uh, Chile, but that was after I was in Japan interpreting for the Sri Lankan delegation of the deaf. So I was speaking and signing Sinhalese, got on a plane, went down to Santiago and started speaking in Spanish. And I was so messed up <laughs> and that was from America. So that's the time zones that alone oh, would be enough. <laughs> I was a mess. Oh yeah. And I had forgotten that it was South so that it was not summer there. <laughs> I was totally unprepared. But, oh my gosh. I was in the Air yeah. Force and I went to Ecuador for a humanitarian uh -huh. trip. Uh -huh. And of course, obviously, I I speak a little Spanish, but not obviously even conversational, yeah. nothing that I would write home about. Uh -huh. um, but we used uh, some Peace Corps volunteers to interpret for us and actually became very right. good friends with the one that was attached to me. And But it was funny because we sat down and we'd go into the deep into the Andes mountains with the Ecuadorian army, they would drive us there and we'd do these uh, mm -hmm. huge, like 800 people on a day, crazy yeah. amount of work. Anyway, it was so amazing. <laughs> I had this, um, there's Ketchen, right? So you have, you have Spanish, but then you have like a, another dialect, it's Ketchen. And so my, my piece, my, my volunteer, she could actually translate the Spanish to English, but then we had to have someone catch go from catching to Spanish. To Spanish. Mm -hmm. And so we did have that. And so one lady came in with a, a complaint, as, but she kept pointing to her stomach. But by the time we got to English, it, it was came <laughs> out to, when the moon is out, my breast begins to smoke. And I was like, I'm not sure what what what's going on. I'm thinking at night she has heartburn. And I was like, right. you know, trying to actually doing more yeah. of those kind of pointing and asking more other specific questions. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness. So I have such respect for anybody who can speak multiple languages because my brain doesn't compute as well. So uh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so you speak oh Spanish as well. So our patients <laughs> need to know that, you know, come see us on Play Cell if you need is a Spanish speaking doc. We've got yeah. Dr. Kim Shoyer and we have Dr. Jeff Pierce who also speaks Spanish. Yeah. So we are bilingual. Yay. and trilingual, trilingual. You in your your language skills amazing um yeah. and i'm just so in awe and just in awe it's of so much fun i love and, learning languages I, I wish i could retain them but you know <laughs> <laughs> i um, well you know that's just gonna have to be you have to be kind of submerged into it right yeah. 
Oh, and wow. when I came back from Sri Lanka, it was hard to, I was interpreting for the deaf in New York City. <laughs> and I was interpreting a chemistry class or something like that. I can't remember. It was a science class. And I would say like X, Y, and they'd be like, whoa, I'm like, oh, <laughs> X, Y, sorry, wrong language. Or um, box. They're like, no, box, you know, I mean, it was, I was like mixing, missing up, but. Oh, it's, it's like it's, the, it's like the little kids that you have like bilingual parents, and they only speak yeah. to them in one language, and they hear English somewhere else, and then they're mixing both languages. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I like, wish wait, we what, all what language. No, I know. Oh, right? exactly. You know, my husband's Filipino, and he always wished that he yeah. would take. He was a first. He was a first-born American here in his family, mm-hmm. well, first-generation American, and he really wishes you to take in the time to really yeah. learn you know, Tagalog. Tagalog? Yeah. Yes, Tagalog. And um, because now, you know, we missed out on teaching our kids that as well. And so, but he's, he's been really working on trying to learn his native language he speaks. So his mom in Tagalog as much as he can. Nice. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, But anyway, oh my goodness, that was cool. That's really awesome, Kim. (laughs) So you want to be a doctor, your your dad was a doctor, which is really awesome. Right. And I love it when you said you love blood and guts. It's like only doctors say these things, nurses, doctors. We're a special breed of individual. <laughs> we talk about poop a lot, you know. Oh. Peace Corps volunteers and docs talk about poop a lot. <laughs> I have a cup that has the, you know, the bristle. I have it. Oh, I don't have it down uh, here. I do, do too. It's the, all because of one of my bee? patients. Yeah. The bristle. Bristle scale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's funny because, you know, the reason I got that was because one of my patients on plant-based telehealth and she knows I tell the story all the time. She said it was okay. We talked about her. She's a four-year-old. Well, he's five now and a seven-year-old. And we we're talking, they had switched over to plant-based diet and they kept talking about poop. And yeah. I told her about that chart. And the next visit I have, she goes, Dr. Marvis, look at my coffee mug. I was like, oh, there's a coffee mug with this on here. So I had to order it anyway. But now it's, we fight about it in the house. Like who gets to drink out of the poop cup? Well, I think I ordered it because I heard you tell that story. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> you can tell your patient she is. Influence the world. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's amazing. And there's actually a poop chart in their bathroom. And the little one tells his mom what type of poop quality. He goes, Mom, I poop in a six. Is this a problem? <laughs> yeah. It's like, I was like, future gastroenterologist in the Absolutely. making. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, so oh my fun. gosh. Oh, what a blast. So tell us about your time. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, tell us more about your time in Aspen because that's where we met. I know you've been there a long time and now in another place in Colorado, but share, please. So I, um, once I got out of medical school, I went to residency in California, but I missed my four seasons. I love four seasons and I missed my mountains. And California was a great place for residency. I had the best residency in the world. And it was great when you're working 120 hours a week to come out into sunshine all the time. But it was time to move on. And I was, so I had Got wanted it. to live in a small town in Colorado and never thought I'd be lucky enough to get to Aspen. But I was, I was heading to an um, interview in Durango and flipped a car and <laughs> went skiing instead and found, uh, ended up in. You flipped a car? What? Yeah yeah no but that you just don't fun. you don't just say i flipped a car <laughs> what? yeah you don't go with a rear wheel drive truck to colorado from california and not know what you're doing now i know how to drive oh. colorado roads but so i missed my interview in durango and decided to go skiing instead and found <laughs> ended up <laughs> ended up after a little while in aspen colorado which is just i miss my aspen peeps i missed it the place it was a gorgeous gorgeous place to live wonderful people. I was there for over 20 years. I worked as a hospital. I'm a family practice 
And so I was in a practice that we, I helped start um, and became one of the biggest practices in Aspen. I was a hospitalist. I was chief of medicine at the hospital. I was chief of a bunch of things. I worked hard, but it was great. And, but it was time for me to move on. I had gotten, already gotten frustrated with traditional family practice and just band-aiding um, illnesses. And, you know, somebody would come in with diabetes and I'd give them some, you know, meds, but I wouldn't get to the root cause. And then when I was 47, I decided I didn't want to have breast cancer that my mom had at 48. So I started figuring out how I could prevent breast cancer and fell into lifestyle medicine and plant-based medicine. And I was just like, why has nobody told me about this? What is going on? Mm. So for the next many, many years, I started learning about lifestyle medicine, plant-based medicine. I did it on myself first. I started to eat healthier um, as a person who was a, um, as I, I, I described myself as a uh, Milky Way vegetarian. I was a I ate a lot of crap food. I ate a lot of processed foods. I ate a lot of cheeses. I was a cheeseaholic, dairyaholic. And, um, you know, cheese pizza with veggies I thought was healthy and it wasn't. And so I would do that when I found about out about plant-based medicine, I went from being plant-based to, uh, from an unhealthy vegetarian to a plant-based diet overnight. For the first month, I had a friend of mine helping me. She gave me a smoothie every morning. So, because I'd never liked any green stuff, I'd never eaten salads, I couldn't eat anything green. So, she would make me a smoothie every day. And um, I would drink that. And after the month, I had lost weight, my cholesterol plummeted, and I was still, I was normal cholesterol when I started, but it plummeted. Um, my energy got huge. I have struggled with my weight all my life. And I could eat. And once this happened, I ate as, ate all the time and was losing weight and losing weight easily and had much more energy. My brain was clear. I was, I was so much more alive. My mm -hmm. aches, my knees, I've had um, surgeries on both of my knees. First one, when I was 17. Wow. 18. Yeah. I have a ski accident. I was a ski jumper. And um, you know, so I have had terrible knees and all of a sudden my aches and pains went away. Wow. my arthritis. It was great. I was like, Wait, Oh, I'm not yeah. your ski jumper, like off the really big, long things when I was young. No, no, not, not that I was more of, um, I used to love to do the moguls and jump and do tricks on the moguls. Oh my and gosh. It's just, yeah. you just never cease to amaze me. You're a woman of many <laughs> talents. Okay. Keep going. Um, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I had blown out my first knee, you know, young, and I was told that I was not enough of an athlete to get it fixed. But after, you what? know, you're, yeah, it was, it was a long, long, long time ago. Women weren't athletes. Women weren't, you know, it was a long time ago. After three years of blowing it out in Taekwondo and um, Ultimate Frisbee and Aikido, you know, and all my things, they finally said, okay, you can have your surgery. And, but anyways, um, so just everything changed in my life. Then I started using with my patients. And everything started changing in their lives. Like they would come back healthier and get rid of medicines and get rid of stuff. I was just like, why didn't I know this before? I mm. don't understand. And I was so pissed off because um, I realized that Dean Ornish had published, I think it was in the Lancet or I can't remember what mm -hmm. he had yes, published. Yes, Lancet, in. 19, early 1990s. 
six. Yeah, when I was in medical school. Like, yeah. are you kidding me? Why didn't I hear about this? So I started to want to transition more to, to lifestyle medicine, got boarded in lifestyle medicine, started my own practice that way. Cause in my office, unless I was lucky, it was really, really hard to spend the time I needed with patients. Like I had one patient who came in at the end of the day and she told me I could tell her story. She came in, um, second to last patient, my last patient had canceled. She, it was the first time I saw her. She had been diabetic, insulin dependent for nine months started with, you know, found out she was diabetic with a huge, um, she was in the hospital for 10 days with ketoacidosis. She was just a mess. And so I just had the time to talk to her. And in one hour, I got her totally turned around. She didn't believe me. She left saying, I don't believe you, but I'm going to try this. And within 10 days, she was off of her insulin. She was thrilled, had sent her mom the information that I told her to do. Her mom was starting to get off of insulin. Her mom, you know, I mean, and it was just, this is what I want to do. And so I started my own um, lifestyle medicine practice with the idea of it being portable because my boyfriend, my significant other had been hit by a car and had been um, pretty much almost dead. (laughs) We had brought him back to life, got him on plant-based medicine, got him healthier. And he's and we wanted to move to an area where uh, we had more land and farming so he could be outside doing physical therapy in nature. And that's what we're doing. And it's mm-hmm. been fantastic for him, a good food for me. And uh, I love living the lifestyle I finally told my patients to live. Oh, um, that's amazing. And now you're on plant-based telehealth. Because I want to spread this. I mean, yes. it, is, it made such a difference in my life, in my patients' lives. And I wanna make sure it makes a difference in everyone's life. So um, oh, yeah, if I awesome. can make this happen. I mean, we happened to move right when COVID hit and changed everything, not because of COVID, but that was just the timing that we were able to do it. And so telehealth is what a perfect way to help others. And mm. so, yeah, I'm thrilled to have joined you guys. Thrilled. Yes, well, we're thrilled to have you and your experience and your knowledge and just your enthusiasm, because honestly, you're one of the most like exciting people. And you, okay, but we also got to get to this. You're like the energizer buddy, right? Because I, <laughs> I know you have a nickname that they called you an Aspen. The, um, the Taz. I'm the Taz, the Tasmanian devil. <laughs> and if anyone ever watched like the old cartoons, like the Tasmanian devil, yeah, yes, for sure. So when I first, I think we were first talking at length you're telling me about, you know, hiking up mountains and, you know, in the middle of the night and thinking it was fun. I'm like, who are you? <laughs> like, so you know, much like... fun. So, and this is a person who was unhealthy till she was 47. I could not do this stuff. I mean, I was somewhat active, but my, my, my energy, my endurance, my strength, even though I lost weight, and I was like a football player before. Mm. So I had this big, huge muscles. My muscle mass has gotten leaner, but stronger mm. doing this, which is just such a weird thing, you know? And, mm. now, and, and now I can go forever. And I think that's partially my diet because I'm always carb loaded. I'm always ready to go, <laughs> you know? Well, and your recovery is greater. And oh, my recovery is fantastic. Your inflammation's decreased. I mean, there's so many yep. things. 
And I, I would I know never you, go back. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't either. I honestly, I could never even beyond the health aspects and how good you feel. Now understanding the animal and the world impact and the global burden of yeah. our, our, our dietary choices is huge. Yeah. But, you know, it's funny that, you know, I'm sure you've probably heard me say this already. My middle one, Jonathan, he's 20, almost he'll be 25 at the end of the month. He's doing 900 pull-ups in 90 minutes. He's a plant-based kid. And like, you're looking at these, like, he's a muscly kid, but you're just like, how, who else does this? Like, who, who, I know, right? Who does these things anyway? But yeah, it's um, from pretty fascinating stuff. And it's always fun yeah. to hear everyone's journey because there's always some really cool point where, you know, things got amazingly better and you get inspired and you start sharing this with patients. And it's just really awesome because it really goes back to why most of us come to doctors, right? Yeah. Because I wanted to help people. It's funny because moving here, I live in this neighborhood where we all meet outside and go hiking together. Um, and I, there's quite a few over 70 year olds. And so far I've converted <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, six of my neighbors. Oh my goodness. You haven't even been there that long. I know. Wow. <laughs> they've gotten off of medicines. I've gotten one off of three of their medicines. And this is not as a doctor. This is just as a neighbor. Oh, and it's wow. been so much fun um, to see the, the changes in how they feel because nobody would do this if they felt crappy. I wouldn't be right. doing this if I felt crappy or if, if I didn't love it. You know, right. people say, oh my God, I feel so sorry for you. You're not eating meat. You're not eating this. You're only eating like a rabbit. I'm like, one, I'm not eating like a rabbit. I eat amazing food mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. A lot of it is what rabbits would eat, but that's okay. But it's delicious. It's a variety. It's, um, and I'm a food addict. I'm a food <laughs> addict. I've always been a food addict. And I used to eat crap and be huge and be mm. it was funny because the year after um I went plant-based and started this whole journey um I went to Italy and for four days in Italy I was like okay I'm eating you know I'm gonna go back to my you know pasta with cheeses and there's lots of oils and all that stuff and the first you know first four days I did it and after four days I'm like oh I feel yeah. terrible I yeah. gained like so much weight I couldn't move I'm like no nah, not doing it. I'm going back. Never again. I'm going back. And then the foods out there when I could taste, you know, the, their veggies and their fruits are delicious. And right. so I just would, I mean, I had amazing foods, but I got, you know, no more cheeses, no more of the crap. And it just made, I was like, I felt like that all the time. Mm. I felt like that all the time. Like we were talking about poop before. I used to think it was normal to not to poop once a week. That was normal. <laughs> I know, right? Wow. Now I eat and I'm that's out. And it's like, oh, I love it. You know, I'm I I <laughs> maybe too much information, but you know, no, I think it's funny because it's so very true. So many of us going back to like, oh, I felt like that all the time. Yeah. I, in a at least in the United States and I'm sure many parts of the world, we've forgotten what it's like to feel normal because many yeah. of us never felt normal. Right. right, because we're raised in these communities and these environments of food excess and these yeah. processed foods. So we feed our children that we, our mothers are, you know, being pregnant and right. feeding their fetuses these horrible foods that are going to have an impact. And, you know, I'll never forget a, <clears throat> I had a two year old come in for a well visit and his mom had this, this child was eating 
Cheetos and was allowing them to drink out of their, you know, like a Coke bottle. And I was like, what on earth is going on in this world that you, one, think it's okay to feed the shelter, but then also to think it's okay to bring your kid to the doctor's appointment for the well visit, consuming yeah. these foods. And this is even right. before I went plant-based, like we got a, such a skewed view of yeah. what it means to feed our bodies well. So and how do you, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. I don't understand because we would never give our children cigarettes, but this <laughs> is as bad as a cigarette, you know? Yes. It's just as bad. Yes. And it's unfortunate that you got to follow the money to see where, why we're taught so wrong. And, mm -hmm. and I was, I was mad. <laughs> mm -hmm. I was no. so mad. Yeah. My I life agree. would have been so different had I learned earlier. We need to teach the kids in the school, trying to teach physicians this. It's the same thing with cigarettes. We couldn't oh get goodness. physicians to stop smoking cigarettes for the longest time. Right. And so why would they tell their patients not to, right. you know, or, you know, I know, I know cardiologists who eat terribly. So right. how are they supposed to tell their patients, you know, they know intellectually that they should be eating more plant-based, but they can't do it themselves. So they don't give that option to, they don't give the education to their patients mm -hmm. and you got to give that education. You got yeah, to yeah. That really brings some a point because I see a lot of um, patients who will come to us on plant-based health or, you know, other times I was doing, mm -hmm plant-based medicine and they'll say you know Dr. Marvis why would my doctor tell me this why don't they tell me this and even if they know the message like you said I'm like well let's remember something your doctor is still a human being with yeah. their own you know belief system their own food addictions their own health issues yep. and they have a limited toolbox if you if we have our students graduating medical school we don't provide them the the most comprehensive toolbox, which yep. includes, you know, detailed nutritional education, right. what do we expect them to teach you? And, you know, so yeah. um, it's just an, it's just really hard. It's really hard. So um, what, how do you approach your patients when you want, so you have this newbie <laughs> or let's say a newbie that's not even sure that they're going to get this message. How do you, how do you get someone started? So maybe we have someone listening. He's like, I'm really interested, but I don't even know where to begin. Right. So people would come into me for anything, you know, a cold or anything like that. And I would, I would bring it up every time, every day, because it's so important. And I, you know, you have to focus it to the person. Where are you? Where do you want to be? And um, how do we get you there? So a couple of things I do with almost, you know, some people want to jump in right away. Some people want to do it slowly. It, we really, I really individualize it to the person, but for somebody who uh, wants to start it slowly, I might suggest, okay, let's see what your diet is like now. What do you eat for breakfast? Well, I eat cereal. Okay, well, how about we have cereal, you know, oatmeal, uh, oats, you know, some healthier oat cereals like oats with some berries on it and just add some things like add an apple a day, keep me away, you know? So start adding healthier stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I start with the idea of, look, you want to bathe your body in nutrition. So you want the mm -hmm. most nutrition that you can get. And you know that, you know, your grandparents, your parents, they told you eat your, eat your food and veggies. So I start with that, let's add this in. Mm -hmm. And then I give a lot of people, um, things to, uh, you know, we're surrounded by negative stuff. So let's surround you with positive things. So start watching some movies like What the Health or 
um, forks over knives or um, game, changers. game changers, depending on your age and your interest, you know, and it, if that's just, if you want to start with the health, we'll start there. If you want to start with environment and um, that those kind of issues, we'll start there, but I start where the patient is, yeah. um, but just adding in um, healthier things is more, sorry about this. Um, <laughs> adding in the healthier will help mm -hmm. it. So you don't need the other. I also tell them I am horrible, horrible, horrible with, I think that trying to use your willpower all the time is terrible. So, cause you can't, you're struggling. I don't want you to struggle. So get the crap out of the house. Just get everything, all the crap out of the house. Only have good stuff in your house, which is easier if you're alone or if you have a supportive partner or something like that. But start with getting the crap out because if I have chocolate in the house, I eat it. It's gone. You know, it's easy, you know, and so my significant other, my boyfriend knows not to bring chocolate in the house unless it's a dark chocolate that's, you know, healthier and that's rare. <laughs> Because if it's here, it's gone. Yep. I mean, I'm an I'm a food addict. So I I you know for the people who are addicts, I go through the addict part, you know, because food is an addiction. Mm -hmm. And it I used to hate it because when I was growing up, I was like, if it could just be like tobacco, I could just put it down. But you have to eat. Mm. So I'm changing my addiction from crap to good. Mm. And my, you know, I'm now, you know, I try and get people to move more, you know, like when you are hungry and you're not hungry because you're hungry, you're hungry because you're frustrated or you're upset or whatever, go talk, take a walk around the block. It's two things. It stops that, breaks that, that, um, that need, that urge, and you're moving, which is also healthier and you're getting out in nature, you know? So those are some of the things I do. And it really depends on where they are where the person is um, and where they need to be. But that's perfect. I mean, because it, that really just comes back to many conversations that you and I've had and others is that this really needs to be met where that patient is. And then yeah. also putting out those realistic goals, yeah. because I think the other thing, sometimes people come in with that, this is, oh, this is my magic bullet, right? This is my panacea. And so mm -hmm. You know, to be realistic in the sense, yes, many times we can reverse disease, type two yes. diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol, all these different things. However, you may, if you come to me and you're 65 and you've had type two diabetes for 30 years yeah. and you're, <laughs> so I'm sure we can make you better, but right. will we fully reverse your process? I don't know, you know, but versus my 25 year old who just got diagnosed with pre-diabetes a month ago, I'm a hundred percent sure we can reverse yeah, that. Exactly. You know. So there's these different entities. I'm like, you may still need some medication. Like I had a gentleman who had made an appointment and after the first consultation was disappointed that I was making recommendations. Like you still may need these medications because of this, there's some pretty mm -hmm. severe chronic health conditions. And, you know, it's, it's sad to me that people don't understand the choices that they've made, get them to this right. point in their life. And we're going to make different choices, but it's only right. going to carry you so far because there were decades of decisions so come into it with realistic but it can make some huge com changes obviously or we wouldn't have started a national practice with plants based listed in the front of the name so um exactly so when you have someone who um for example let's say a, a diabetic or hypertensive what are your favorite patients to work with who should be booking appointments with you in plant-based telehealth so i love dealing with people who have um 
had weight issues because I did and I know it. Um, I love people who have had, who want to get off of medicines. Now, again, like you, I can't guarantee I'll get you off all your medicines, mm -hmm. but I can guarantee you I'll make you healthier and probably will get you off some and maybe even get you off all, but, or, but we'll certainly get you down on some. Right. Um, but to be honest, thank, I'm so happy that we, I'm so thankful we have medicines because, right. you know, you have a broken leg. I'm not going to say here, eat this plant only. <laughs> yes, I want you to right. eat the plants to help you with your recovery and all that, but you have to have that fixed and set. <laughs> so we have, it's one of the tools in the toolbox and it does make a difference. So yeah. it makes a difference, you know, so I like people who have, I'm very much a generalist. So I deal with people who have multiple issues and multiple problems. Um, if you have a specific issue I don't know about, I've got great doctors I work with that I can get um, to help me help you. So anybody and anywhere, um, I'm willing to start and try and we'll make it happen. And if I can't help you enough, I will get you the right person who I can, who can help you even more. Um, mm. But yeah, I, yeah, anything and anyone can come my way and I can tell you, you know, okay, I can deal with this or if not, here's who you're going to see in plant-based telehealth because we have some great people who can deal with different things. So. And, and that's a really nice thing too that I, I think people don't understand is that the inner workings of plant-based telehealth. So we're building this network of physicians with a vast experience from Dr. Yeah. Clapper, who's been doing this as long as some of us have been living and, you know, to others <laughs> who specialize like in diabetes, like I do, which is my mm -hmm. bread and butter for most of my patients. But of course, you know, we all work with it. And then Chris is mm -hmm. autoimmune. You have yeah. a huge experience with your own athletic athletics and weight yeah. loss and all these other things. So all of it's coming together too. So if there is a little tricky patient or something that we, we learned yeah. that we want to teach, we're constantly building our knowledge base and our experience and our network and our uh, relationships with one another, which yeah. is really awesome. I mean, we hope to continue to expand that out to even non-plant-based telehealth doctors, which of course we all have our network of docs who I've reached out to multiple times about patients because we can't know everything um, and nor do I want to know everything as I, I know I want to know what I know well, and I mm -hmm. can reach out to my colleagues who know other things better than I do. Dr. Kim, you're amazing. And I'm so happy and honored that you've joined us in our, oh. in our, our plant-based telehealth. I mean, I, I can't tell you how tickled we are. And um, I just can't wait to see your panel grow and, and see what you do with patients. And is there any last bit of advice or tidbit of information you'd like to share with our audience? Yes, be happy, be healthy. Come see us if you need support. We are here for you. And I can't tell you how honored I am to be a part of this group because amazing. They're amazing. Uh, so it, and thank you, Lori. You're amazing, Dr. Oh, uh, thank you, Dr. Roy. I am saying your name correctly. Oh I know, goodness. and I tried to say yours correctly just then. It's like Marbas, Marbas. Um, but yeah, no, you know, it's it's been really fun. And, you know, there's so much work to do, It's but it's so much hard work, but it's so rewarding because, you know, I always go back to to the patient and say, listen, 
I'm going to end with my veggie crack statement because this is my veggie crack. I was like, I tell you to eat vegetables, you get better. I get a dopamine hit and we continue this process. You eat more vegetables, you get better. I get my dopamine fix, my veggie crack. We're good. That's what I say. I say, it's all about me. You getting healthier makes me happy. It's all about me. Exactly. And I'm like, and not only that, I was like, I need to sleep at night. So please get better so I can go to bed feeling well and sleep well. (laughs) Perfect. Exactly. I, you know, so we're selfish. It's all good. There we go. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Stay happy, stay healthy, everyone. And thank Uh, you so much, Dr. Marbus. It's it's wonderful. Well, thank you, Dr. Troyer. And um, again, we're just honored to work with the people we do and and to take care of some amazing people. And um, please share the word, people. uh, Share this podcast. (laughs) She's signing if you can't listening um but please rate us uh get the podcast give us a five star um you know leave a rating that really helps us but share this with someone that you feel like might be uh really beneficial to come and, and see dr kim on plant me self and we're super psyched to see her practice go so all right everyone thanks for listening <laughs> have a great day Thanks for watching, and I hope you enjoyed that video. Before you go, though, please hit the subscribe button and the alert button so you will be notified whenever we upload any new videos. On Monday, we upload the Healthy Human Revolution podcast. Now, if you'd rather listen to the podcast, you can find it on all the major platforms such as iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and even Spotify. On Tuesdays, we upload the Doctors In. This is where I answer your questions. Thinking of that, could you please comment below any questions you might have about health or wellness or any topics that you would like me to cover? Now, if you're looking for more resources on how to start a plant-based diet, sustain a plant-based diet, exercise, recipes, anything regarding wellness, we've got you covered. Check out HealthyHumanRevolution.com. And again, thanks for watching.